Well, it's that time of year again. It's the second Christmas, uh, or I guess first Christmas of video gaming, um, <laughs> because the fall season of video games has arrived for the industry. And as we all know, this is basically when we get all of the upcoming events that people have been wanting, you know, uh, of course, we have the Call of Duty that everybody expects every year, as well as all of the upcoming fall games that lead into winter. And everybody that is, you know, a fan of that stuff like myself and, you know, millions of other people in the world really uh, get really excited this time because now we're starting to get the releases that we were promised either at E3 um, earlier this year or last year in general. So... It really is the most exciting time for the gaming community, but that's not all we're going to talk about today. You know, we're, <laughs> this is going to be another news segment. Um, I still haven't really finalized on a name yet because I'm bad with names. Uh, I'm very bad with them. I can't decide on what to do with it. And, well, quite frankly, we'll just probably call this news two for now. Um, you know, I wanted to do these more often, but as you know, you could probably assume uh, I had the baby come up, so... <laughs> Um, haven't been able to do it as often as I like. Um, but you know, we, again, I have a backlog of news to kind of go over. I'm not going to overload you at all. Um, but I will go over some key stuff that I've discovered and, you know, some exciting things that I've seen as well as some controversial things that we'll probably discuss a little bit and not go into too much detail because some of it I'm not 100% familiar with, but you know, there's one in particular that I kind of want to go over. Um, so yeah, buckle down. Uh, if you're a fan of going over some new segments, uh, this one's not going to be as a honed-in episode just yet. Still going to do some general widespread stuff because I like doing the widespread stuff. I get to throw my opinions out on a lot of different things that are kind of relevant at the time. Um, so, again, uh, my name's Chris, and, uh, well, this, as always, this is just another Neckbeards podcast. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, did a little too early, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, still working on the timing for that. Um, and again, uh, still working on making an actual intro song. Uh, it's hard, okay? It's hard. Um, music creation's not easy. Uh, but anyway, so uh, again, like I said, this is basically the prime time for video gaming. Uh, we get all of the new releases and announcements that lead into Christmas for the Christmas season. Um, of course, you know, it's not even Halloween yet and uh, everything is Christmas related because, you know, that's just how it is. Um, but let's go ahead and start off with something that was really cool to start off this month in and of itself is Destiny 2. Uh, you know, the the journey of Destiny is a pretty interesting one as far as a gaming franchise you know Bungie the original developers of Halo um, you know eventually left Microsoft and became you know wanted to do their own things and started their own you know individual studio and produce you know produce what they wanted they came up with Destiny as you know kind of a, a MMO successor is what I would like to call it, an MMO, MMO successor to Halo and I played the first Destiny 
and it was okay. It, it's not, it, I mean, it has the bungee shooter, uh, you know, aspects that you would honestly expect. And it has some interesting things going about it as far as the characters. You get to travel from planet to planet. Um, but it's a, basically a mission-structured state, uh, you know, uh, game. And you go from mission to mission. Uh, the thing that kind of stunk about it was the level caps. Uh, you had to be certain level to do certain missions, which meant mm-hmm. grinding. Um, and for the most part, you didn't actually have to grind until I got to Mars, um, which I believe is the third planet that you get to go to. And I think the last planet. It's either the third or the fourth. I don't remember. Um, but you you go through. I got to, I was able to beat the first mission on Mars, and then I was level capped. Like, I couldn't proceed, so I ended up having to grind. And, you know, I didn't have a group of players to play with, so I wasn't able. Like, I would have had to go back and redo missions over and over again because the mission on Mars that I had to do was really hard, <laughs> and it took me a long time to actually beat it. So I kind of, you know, at, at that point when I was like, you know, if I'm going to have to grind like really repetitive missions, um, I'm kind of just done with the game. I got all the, all I kind of really expected out of it. And I dropped the game. Uh, Destiny, you know, a lot of people had the same complaints with the first game, uh, especially when it tur- came, came to the leveling um, and grind of the game. Uh, a lot of the missions felt very similar, especially the strikes and the raids. Um, but a lot of people liked the end game because the end game had a lot of really interesting stuff. As far as the bosses, there was a lot of puzzles mixed in with combat and a lot of cooperation with the team that you played with in order to accomplish that. Um, and a lot of people really liked that. Uh, so when destiny two came out, they kind of took a lot of that stuff into note, you know, Bungie when they were developing it and they instead made a game that, is basically they removed the leveling system. Everybody has everything unlocked right away. They had all of the, um, I guess, instead of having a cap on the system, you had a, uh, what is it? Uh, you had a light system, which is basically your power level in the game. It's kind of weird. Uh, you had a power gap uh, or a cap where you had to meet or exceed that in order to do the certain missions. And then you go on from there. Um, the I, I don't now. The reason I bring up Destiny Two is because, well, Bungie left Activision, so now they're their own individual studio, and they were able to keep Destiny, the you know the IP of Destiny, with them. And they also released a new expansion pass for the game, and with that, they also released the game as free to play, so anyone can download it and play it for free now, which is really cool. It's it's really hard or not hard, it's really uncommon to see studios really kind of do that, especially with AAA games, to make them free. So the fact that they did that with Destiny 2, you know, meant a lot, and especially for people that liked that game. So it pretty much kind of, they're trying to really save the franchise from what really is Activision's fault. Bungie themselves said that Activision kind of stepped in and butchered the first game and parts of the second one. So... I think this is what it's really going to be is they're trying to save the game. They're trying to save the franchise because there is a lot of passion put into the game. There's an insanely backlog of lore that came with the, with the game, the original release of it. And a lot of people have covered that as well. And, and, you know, there's an entire website website with a, a, a thousands and thousands of pages of basically the background of the, uh, the world of destiny and, all of the aspects of it. 
so they released the game for free to play. Uh, and they also put it on Steam, which, you know, is basically my go-to as far as a hosting service for, um, or I guess not even a hosting service as far as a, uh, I guess a download program <laughs> uh, for or, or a store for you to buy the games on. And, you know, I used, I used Steam, I downloaded it, and when I tried to log on on the game, when it first got released, and I got hit with a login block saying there was um, unable to connect to the servers. So what happened was, is they'd log back the servers too much because they anticipated a lot of people to play the game, because not only did they have an expansion come out, they also set it for free to play, so... They had a high anticipation of players, and guess what? Nobody got to play for the first few hours of it being out. Eventually, they fixed it. Uh, they were able. To, they started opening up the servers more, um, but there was a line. And when I first started playing the game, there was about eight thousand people in front of me before I could play. So, um, needless to say, I had to sit there and wait for a while. Um, now I did play the game. And, um, I mean, it's, it's a looter shooter. Uh, so I'm not that, I actually don't really like destiny two that much because, uh, there's one major issue I have with the game and that's, you can't buy weapons in the game. You have to just keep grinding for them. Uh, so you can't really end up with the type of weapons that you want. You're just kind of, it's up to chance. Uh, it basically has any other looter shooter mechanics as far as that goes and i'm not really that particularly a big fan of it especially at how hard it is to get weapons in destiny i mean you you'll play for a couple hours before you see a weapon drop that you would actually want to use uh, which kind of stinks um it's basically you just kind of keep going and going and i'm not that big a fan of grind the grind anymore uh, i don't have a lot of time for that so uh it's kind of something i tend to pass on but Speaking of looter shooters, we did have Borderlands 3 also come out uh, at perfectly timed the same week of Destiny 2 becoming free. Uh, and I did rent and try that as well. And Borderlands 3 is certainly what I expected, which is Borderlands 2 all over again. Uh, numerous people have complained and really kind of stated the same sentiment that I've been giving uh, which is it's really kind of just the same game again. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. And in fact, I even kind of went back and played Borderlands 2 just to kind of get an idea of it and see if it really was uh, as what I thought it was. And to be honest, the I have a big problem with these type of games that I realized as I started playing it. And that's the beginning hours of all of these games are awful. None of them are fun uh, because it's just so slow there's, uh, you know, it's obviously a story driven game, so they have to pepper, you know, they give you a lot right off the bat, um, which kind of defeats the purpose of the game because a lot of these looter shooters are designed for constant action, constant, you know, repetition of doing that same action. So when you start it off very slowly and, you know, you're going uh, in a basically almost a straight line from place to place, um, not really getting a lot from what you're doing, uh, especially in Borderlands 2. Borderlands 2, you don't even get skills that you like when you level up, you can't even get, you don't even get skill points till after level five, which basically means you're not going to have a skill until almost near the end of the tutorial, which sucks because it really slows down the game even more. Borderlands 3 kind of fixed that, you get skills right away. Um, but, you know, there's some cool th stuff that Borderlands 3 has that, you know, you get the 
new character classes, new all, all mechanics and stuff like that. Um, but again, there's a lot of broken stuff with the game because no game ever releases perfectly. So we've had there's been numerous patches for the game, and I've been seeing articles left and right about character nerfs, loot drop nerfs, weapon nerfs, uh, you know, character buffs because some of the classes are underwhelming and they need to bring them up. Um, and it's just it, it kind of becomes a mess overall. And it seems like they had a lot of ambition for it and not a lot of really fine tuning that some of the stuff really needs, uh, especially with how the development for the game was. Uh, they, I believe they said it was about seven years of development for that game. Um, but again, it that stuff always happens. We always see stuff like that. But again, there's a lot of... That's just kind of the tip of the gaming news that we've seen. One of the big things that I really was, I saw that came really unexpected to me uh, was a little thing called Postal 4. Now, some of you might not know what the Postal franchise is. Postal is a very controversial game, um, Well, especially back in the early days. It's one of the oldest, um, I guess it's not really the oldest, but it's from the 90s. It's a 90s... Uh, early 2000s shooter uh it was one of the very first like overly overtly banned games that you could ever buy um and it was a really hard game to come across because of the stigma of it and the fact that it was banned uh so postal is a top down shooter that is basically a mass <laughs> um a mass shooter simulator uh, where you play as a character or a psychopath that just goes absolutely nuts and just starts killing everybody in sight. Like the goal of the game is to kill every NPC that you see and you know get to a certain spot on the map. Um, and the final mission is actually a really messed up one where you have to kill a bunch of kindergartners. Um, obviously, you can see why it was a banned game. Uh, it's one of the games that uh, helped spark the entire... Um, anti-violence uh, game or you know uh, games causing violence in society and causing shooter uh, you know mass shootings and stuff like that uh, you know along with doom doom was the one that really sparked that off and then postal came out and that kind of helped that you know entire culture of people that do that or you know believe that helped give them another reason to back themselves um, you know, the company themselves running with scissors, you know, they're still around today. They even themselves kind of admit that like, yeah, it was probably a little too extreme for them. They were, they were purposely trying to be controversial and, you know, they were really trying hard to make the game as bad as possible. Uh, and, you know, that's why when they made the eventual sequel, Postal 2, uh, which again was still banned for a little while because it's it's more, it's more or less the same thing uh but it's a very toned down a lot uh it's a it's more of a comical uh in fact you find almost worse than grand theft auto because it, it, like the way postal 2 is and postal 2 is actually a really funny game uh, i i recently picked it up uh last year when it was on sale for a dollar is a dollar game um and I loved it. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's funny. It, it, it's comical. There, it's just it, it it's an all out just funny game to play. Uh, I enjoy every little part of it. And <laughs> uh, 
didn't want to stay down here. All right, my wife came down for a little bit with the baby, and now she's leaving again. So I don't know why she thought that was a good idea, but okay. Oh, okay. Well, you can stay if you want. You don't have to. It's fine. Anyway, uh, enough interruptions. <laughs> um, so Postal 2 was a pretty funny game. Uh, I liked it. There, there's just a lot of humor to it. it it's not definitely not meant to be taken seriously, and it, it, the game doesn't even want like it. It wants you to not take it seriously. It's it's really stupid. And one of the thing about the thing about it is Postal Two uh, again got banned for a little while, and there was some small like it was very hard for the publisher to uh, get people to publish the game. Uh, uh, but but it was one of those games that had a stigma around it that kind of created its own niche culture, and that culture was you know really enjoyed the game. And it ended up getting a sequel. There's Postal 3. Postal 3 is possibly one of the worst games of the franchise. There's a lot of people that don't enjoy it. And it actually killed the franchise for a little while. But here's the interesting thing. Running with Scissors, they ended up making an expansion for Postal 2 years, almost 12 years after the game was released. And they made an expansion for it. And a lot of people saw it, and it came out of nowhere. And, and, you know, the expansion actually even goes as far as to make fun of Postal 3 itself. It's really it's really funny, uh, and I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a game that's so wild and crazy. I mean, you have the fact that you can... You you can unzip your pants and just pee on people for no reason. Uh, you can, I mean, you can do any, it's crazy. It, it, it really is a crazy game. I encourage anybody to really try the game. It's funny. But here's what I wanted to say about it. Because the game has its culture, there's a lot of people that enjoy it. And, you know, one thing that happened that nobody expected was a sequel because you know it's we, they thought maybe well after they made a, the expansion pack you know they think well it might that might be it you know they might be moving on to do something else and, it, and they did they did, moved on to make postal 4 <laughs> postal 4 is it, it was announced it's coming out and well i thought i would share the trailer with you just so you can get an idea of the insanity that is postal 4 so Enjoy, everyone. Again, you can see that you can still use cats as silencers. Uh, yeah. And... As you can see, you can still do all the insane stuff that you would expect in a postal game as far as invading people's homes you can decapitate random civilians now again this is just a trailer for the early access and they mean early access this game is not ready yet they uh, they tell you right away Let's, we don't know when this game is going to be ready and it's there's going to be glitches there's going to be crashes it's janky as you know as hell and they flat out tell you that it, the game is not ready. Uh, you can't do much. Uh, you can do about one. In the world of Postal, the way it goes, there's five days um, that you do stuff. Each day you have a different task. Uh, you only have one day in the early access right now. And, you know, obviously more will come out later and later. But, <coughs> sorry. Uh, but we'll see more of that, and you know, I'm uh, really excited to see what's to come of the game. Uh, obviously, it's not ready yet, uh, but 
you know, just, you know, just, I mean, it's, it's crazy. You can see some of the insanity on here. Like you have a squirt gun that you can fill with gasoline and just set things on fire, turn it into a flamethrower. Uh, you know, you have a, you know, I'm probably going to get, honestly, I'm probably going to get claimed for this trailer because it has, you know, the copyrighted music in it. Um, and that's okay. I'm not that worried about it because I kind of don't care anymore. <laughs> I really don't. Um, so, but you can see here you have a fire hose that you can just blast people with. Um, you know, it it looks and it it looks like really a successor to Postal Two, which is what people wanted because Postal Three was not anything like Postal Two. People people that like Postal they talk about Postal Two. They don't talk about Postal Three. Um, they talk about Postal Two because or Postal One. You know, not a lot of, it takes a certain kind of person to really like Postal 1. And see, like, you can still urinate on anything, you know. Uh, I seem to be clipping a lot, so I'm going to try and hopefully fix that. But, uh, you know, it's ready. It's early access, and it's really ready to go. Uh, so, oop, well, uh, wrong button. You know, we always have that stuff happen, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm... I'm excited for it. I can't wait for the, you know, the finished product to finally come out and we get to see what Postal 4 has to offer. Um, I'm definitely excited for that. Uh, I would, I, I, it was really, I, this is like the most I've ever played first person shooters this past few years um, because I've never that been that big of a, uh, an FPS guy. Um, and, and really uh, like Postal 2 is one of those FPS games that's, borderline like is it really a fps or is it really more like a um sandbox style game uh kind of like grand theft auto like is grand theft auto uh, like a third person shooter or is it more of a sandbox game it's kind of that in between uh where you can kind of just do whatever you want for no reason at all uh so it kind of borderlines on that but uh, you know, with destiny to there's borderlands to, I mean, Wolfenstein, um, uh, I played Ion Fury, which is like an old, uh, like a new game that came out. That's like an old style shooter. That's in the build engine from the people that made Duke Nukem, um, all that crazy stuff. Now, one of the things that I, I didn't mention about postal four yet, uh, speaking of Duke Nukem, uh, the voice actor for the postal dude is apparently not at coming back, which is a disappointment. However, they did get somebody else that is a legendary status for that, and that would be none other than John St. John himself is voicing the Postal Dude. Now, they didn't actually voice, you can't, he didn't have any voice lines in that. On the Steam page, there is a trailer of the voice, of him doing the voice. Um, I mean, it's it, it's a voice. I, I wouldn't say it's it matches the Postal Dude. It, he kind of does his own take on it kind of like a mix between it's honestly a mix between the postal dude and duke nukem um but you'd really have to play the games to kind of understand that so one last talk about shooters because this is the last thing for shooters that i want to talk about um one in particular that everybody knows and you've probably played is none other than fortnite okay um everybody and their brother has already talked about this at this point but fortnite did the ins most insane thing any shooter or any like any game could ever do which is purposely take themselves offline for like 
a few days. It was it's total insanity. They did their uh, an entire uh, in-game event called the end, where they showcased um, the meteor colliding with the map, and it basically turns the entire game into a black hole, and that was it. And then the only screen you would see is the black hole, and you couldn't play the game. Like that, the game was over. That was it. Was it was literally called the end? They ended the game. And a lot of people speculated, like, what's going on? What do we, like, no game has ever done this, purposely taken themselves offline to really kind of do this. Nobody knew what to expect after this. And, of course, leaks come out eventually, and we see what happens. But what happened was Fortnite Chapter 2, Fortnite 2 has come out. And to much of the excitement of everybody, and I'm, I'm actually... I didn't I so I like and I don't like Fortnite. Fortnite is fun with friends. Fortnite is not that fun by yourself. But one of the things that was kind of a mess about Fortnite before they started chapter two was there was just kind of too much. There was too much variety with the map. There was you know, there was not really a cohesive you know, there's not really any cohesion to the map. It was all over the place, you know. There was a, a lot of mechanics that a lot of people didn't like, like the mechs that they would change up, like all the all the other types of vehicles and stuff like that. Now there's still vehicles in the game, but they've kind of really made a good balance of of it so far. So Fortnite Chapter Two, they made an entire new map. Um, they kind of redid all all of the game. The user interface is completely different. The way you level up your account and your character. And your battle pass um, is entirely different and much more streamlined. Much more, it makes a lot more sense. You basically level up just for playing the game rather than doing specific tasks like they had before. Kind of like how the game originally was. You kind of just did like actions that you did that made sense for the game. You would kind of level up with. Now, it, it, literally anything that you do, you kind of get experience for, and you get to level up your pass, making it much easier to get, you know, the end of it like a lot of people wanted to, um, that they might not have been able to. And there's also the fact that a lot of uh, the weapons have been redone and more balanced uh, to kind of. Sorry, I, I'm I'm coming coming down with something. I've been sick the past few days, uh, and kind of why I haven't really been um, doing a show like I wanted to, but uh, that doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> um, so a, a lot of the mechanics are really redone for the better. Uh, you know, they added a they added a really cool mechanic that I like, which is fishing. Uh, I think that's really interesting. Um, has no point at all as far as competitive nature for the game. Uh, you can fish up like fish, and um, they're basically heels on the fly uh they're basically faster use bandages more or less um but you can also uh you can also ride a uh, uh like a watercraft that you can uh, put your entire squad on and you can uh go through rivers that way which is kind of fun uh you actually don't even get to see the map uh right off the bat you have to explore it um you know when the game launched uh with the, it's done i was there uh, waiting for the launch of the servers to go back up because, you know, they updated the game and then we had to wait for the servers to turn back on. And the first thing that happens when you is you just immediately drop into a game. Like, that was actually really insane. Uh, you dropped right into a game and you got to see the entire new map. Uh, you know, they had a trailer for it that, you know, more or less led into it. It was fun. It was. It's really fun. 
I'm actually really excited for the game now because it feels it, it, it really feels refreshing. It feels like a new game. It feels like an entirely new game, especially with how they changed the mechanics and updating the UI. It, it, it's, it's really, I'm excited for it. You know, uh, and a lot of people have really gotten back into the game because of it. So there's Fortnite's here to stay. Uh, you know, I thought Fortnite was dying. Everybody kind of thought it was like, okay, it's kind of tapering off now. And you know what they did? They said, you know what? All right. You think Fortnite's dying? Uh-uh. It ain't going anywhere, baby. It's here to stay. It is not going anywhere. And I'm actually really glad. I used to hate the game for a little while because I just got sick of it. It's, it was one of those games that got memed to hell because, you know, it's 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 the little kid game. It, it, it's free. You know, a lot of kids play it, but it makes sense. You know, it makes sense why kids love the game because it's free. Uh, it's easy for them to play with their friends. And, and most it's popular, you know, when... It has a lot of it. It has a really inviting art style. It has it has all of the stuff that it just makes it the perfect game for really uh, anybody to just pick up and play. You just you, you know you can just pick up a, anybody can pick up the game, drop in, and you know if you lose, oh well, you'll just play another game. <laughs> big deal. You know it's not that big a deal. There's enough. Sorry, there's enough people playing that. You're better than somebody, you know, even if you, even if you drop right away, uh, you're, there's a hundred people that are in the match. If you get 60th, you're still better than 40 other people there, you know? So there it, it's here to stay and I'm, I'm glad for it. And I'm actually going to probably start playing the game again, uh, more, uh, just so I can, you know, kind of keep up with it now. And since it's been starting over, I kind of want to see it through, see how it's going to change now. And, you know, I would love to see, I would love to see what else is to come now. Now that they've obviously have shown passion for it, they know how to keep the game alive. You know, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like how World of Warcraft used to keep their fan base. Uh, they would tease an expansion and they would go from there and they would keep updating that with new raids and stuff like that. It would keep their, you keep their player base going, uh, and help invite new people to it. Not so much anymore, <laughs> you know, but now Fortnite has kind of taken that rent, taken that rain, you know, um, speaking of Fortnite, uh, we do kind of have to talk about Fortnite's biggest streamer, which is Ninja himself. And they're a bit of controversy that has kind of come on. Now, Ninja's been attacked by another streamer named Casey Tron. And I kind of just want to go over this really quick with you because I think it's really funny. Um, it, it shows the entitlement of this uh, particular streamer. Casey Tron is an entitled person. And it really shows here. And I want I just want to go over this because I think this is one of the funniest things that I've ever seen um, in the past week, and uh, Ninja had the absolute perfect response to it. So here we go. Now, uh, let me bring up this. So here's Casey Tron's first initial tweet. She goes, I'm being attacked by Ninja fanboys for stating the truth that he won't stream with Winneman unless it benefits him. It was and still is a shitty decision that he hasn't retracted. It alienates women, and I'd hate to see at Lady Gaga stream with him. Now, the thing, what she's referring to is a while ago there was a article 
or not, not even an article. There, well, I guess it was, but uh, there was a lot of people coming at Ninja saying he doesn't stream with women. And the, he more or less said, well, he's like, yeah, I don't want to make my wife upset. You know, he's a married person. And as another married man, I can understand completely where he's coming from. Like, I would not want to be in the same situation where all of a sudden he's streaming with all these other women and, you know, you're what his wife would be kind of like, why are you, you know, hanging out with these other women? And that doesn't mean that he didn't. It just, he wouldn't go out of his way and really, you know, he kind of wanted to distance himself from that just so he wouldn't cause any issues with his wife. And you have to respect him for that. That's his choice. It's his decision because it's his channel and he doesn't have to do what other people want him to. And well, now, obviously, he's started to do that more since that because he's trying to make his channel. He's really trying to make his channel the best it can be. So, you know, of course he wants to do that. Now, I apparently, what I understand is that Casey Tron really wanted to try to uh, do a co-stream with him. And he didn't really have any interest in that. And she did not like the fact that he didn't want to do that. So what do we get? We get uh, basically a spoiled brat. And now here she says, 12-year-olds I know uh 12-year-olds I know he does it out of respect for his wife that is so noble of him you know obviously she's being sarcastic when she capitalizes that stuff because she's trying to basically incite stuff uh of him you know noble of him to admit that his marriage is so fragile with and uh <laughs> and his wife apparently is so insecure that a tabloid of him playing games from across the world with a girl could ruin his marriage. Um, and then says, girls are gross. And Ninja, of course, has to reply, you know, replies and says, I've literally played squads with multiple women after that article over the last year and a half, as well as hosted many female streamers. I will continue to support everyone in gaming while you get baked on stream. And that is very funny because Casey Tron, in fact, does do that. In fact, I will show you one of the videos that she publicly posts on her Twitter that kind of more is deplorable of her and really shows her true character and what kind of, you know, not not really the best person that she is. So she goes, oh, no, I smoke weed. Don't you have better things to do, Ninja, like pedal Red Bull to young kids, which is actually has killed more people than marijuana? You know, to be that's his sponsor, you know, irregardless of he doesn't pedal Red Bull. OK, now I'm not trying to defend Ninja. I'm just saying that's his sponsor. You know, he 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 basically like when you when you're as big as Ninja and you get sponsored by somebody more or less a lot of the times you're just you're taking it because they're gonna pay you good money and that's what he's trying to do he's make trying to make a career and the easiest way to make a career is to get sponsored so you know and, and while some people yes you can argue that well just if that's his sponsor he must support their product in some way now red bull will never like they even put on their cans that it's shouldn't it's not for minors and stuff like that but you know they're obviously he has young people that do watch him so she is kind of right that he does pedal red bull to young men young people um but that's not really his fault uh <laughs> you know that it, it's his sponsor and you know he can't control what people buy you know, just like how he is peddling Red Bull, she's peddling marijuana to her audience when she is constantly smoking marijuana and gets high on stream. 
And there's many streams where you can see that happen. You know, it's not it's not hidden knowledge. So anyway, so there we get so um she goes. And let's see, there is another tweet that I saw. Um yeah, and here she is. People are basically getting mad at her and <laughs> okay, so here we have a bunch of tweets of her being more or less butthurt by people having backlash on here. So let's see. Uh there was one in particular. I should have I should have screenshotted it when I had the chance, but it was really funny. Um let's see. Sorry. I should I thought I had it earlier, but you know, again, I should have screenshotted it just so I could get to it easier. Uh, in fact, there's a way to filter out her stuff, isn't there? Uh let's see. If I go back, I should be able to find, let's see, tweets and replies, and let me go scroll, scroll, scroll. Um, let's see. Oh, you know what? Okay, sorry. I know I should have uh, peddled, or, you know, uh, gotten this a little, ah, you know, I lost it. Hold on, let me go back. Let me go back. All right. Let's see, let's see. Um, again, this is good, this is good. Anyway, so while I'm searching for that, let me just tell you what some of the things that she does on stream. She is a typical streamer, you know, a female streamer. She really tries to um, catch her audience with her body as well as smoking marijuana on stream because, you know, she thinks that's cool. Um, which I'm pretty sure that's against Twitch terms of service is to smoke, uh, marijuana on stream. But, you know, there has been a big stigma with Twitch female streamers that they are almost impossible to ban because, you know, Twitch won't ban female streamers because they are, they will basically do whatever they want for them because they, um, feel like i guess that's all they can do as far as uh talking to women um all right well i will have to all right that's not what i wanted but i will have to in fact i think it might just be under it might be under that uh under that response if i go here there's one more reply um Let's see. Yeah, I think that was it. There was another. I'm pretty sure Ninja had another response. Uh, he said something about. He's like, yeah, you can go ahead and keep getting high on. Uh... Yeah, something. It was something else. It was really funny. But anyway, you get the idea. Um, Ninja, he's trying to be. Um, he was not going to take that at. You know, he wasn't going to get take her crap. Uh, but just to show you, you can see, just so I can show you what Casey Tron does, uh, here is a here is a video that says, spent all my donos on weed so I could get high for one day. Live now. Impl basically saying that she's getting high on stream. As you can see, she has a device that has four, uh, four, no, not four, sorry, has three blunts in it. Um, and a lot of people were calling her out on that, and she said, and she got mad saying that she has a medical marijuana license 
And a lot of people were like, Ooh, I have a license to get high guys, you know, calling her out. And it's like, who cares? You know, it's not that important to really get high. It's not everything there is to life, but some people just can't handle that. <laughs> or, you know, that's all life is to them. So, Moving on from that, uh, I don't think I have anything else I really need to say about that. Um, you can more you can look into it more yourself if you'd like to see more of the controversy and all the other stuff from that. But uh, moving on, uh, not just to talk about uh, video games, we can. I do want to have another thing that I would like to talk about, which is some anime. Um, and I have, since I've had the time available to myself, I've given myself some time to enjoy some of the shows that I've missed. And one of the particular shows that I has come out recently and started new is a show called Dr. Stone. And I have to admit, Dr. Stone is probably one of the best animes that I've seen in a long time. And Dr. Stone is basically an anime about uh, the entire world, um, all the uh, humans, I guess, and I guess some of the other animals get turned into stone by whatever something happens. Everybody turns into stone and uh, the entire earth is basically like, just like that. Everything is just at a standstill for years, for thousands of years. Um, I believe it's around 3000 years I uh, uh, or something like that. Uh, I can't really remember, but you know, it, all the, all the, wildlife kind of reclaims all of what humanity had done and all of it's lost. And so everybody's turned to stone, but there are one is a couple particular people that do survive. And one of the, uh, you know, obviously the main character, uh, his name is Senku. He's a scientist. Um, and he tries, he's trying to reclaim the world and rebuild it more or less. Uh, you know, if one of the first things he does is he develops a um, potion or an elixir that really kind of corrodes the stone away and revives the person back to life. It's, you know, using, uh, you know, obviously it's very fictionalized science, but it is very science based in terms of the terminology and some of the materials that they use are very true, you know, to scientific you know, or to, I guess, chemistry and other types of sciences. Um, yeah, it's very, obviously it's very, uh, <laughs> fantasized. It's, it, it's put to the extreme because it's an anime, you know, nothing is ever really true to life in, in cartoons. Um, because otherwise why even making a cartoon, but, uh, they, it, it has a lot behind it and it's really interesting. It's a really cool show. Um, as far as the first few episodes, I've gotten to episode 11, uh, I believe th uh, 13 or 14 are out now. Uh, so I do have a couple episodes to catch up on, but there is a few uh, th problems I do have with it. Um, one of the problems I have is that some of the, so the first of around six episodes really start to you know, or kick off really well. And then after that, um, it start kind of stagnates and where Senku's in this particular spot and now he's kind of stuck in this particular village and tries to do a very specific task for these past few episodes rather than every episode there had been a very a new task that he would try to accomplish and you know it would go on from there now you know after this particular point uh, it starts to really be this one task and then he has multiple steps to build up to it 
Uh, so we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, I believe it's based off of a light novel, um, much like some of the other, you know, one-off animes that have come out recently. Uh, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, I know there is a manga adaptation that is around as well. So I don't know if it's uh, also a manga and a light novel or if it was one or the other first. But again, it's it's really good show. I, I love every bit of it because it's it's just a fun show to watch. And I encourage everybody that enjoys anime to really check it out and kind of follow it because this is one of those this is one of those animes that you if you like if you like this type of stuff, you're really gonna get into it. You're gonna really get behind it because it's not it's not super over the top crazy. Like there isn't like really unrealistic stuff, uh, you know, like in a lot of really short animes that you kind of see it's not a uh it's not a super fan fantasy one that some people might not be into it's kind of based a little bit on modern day and uh all that other kind of stuff so definitely check it out it, it's a really good show uh, and i really encourage anybody to, to really kind of check it out uh now to kind of finish things off we do have a couple other game announcements and then uh First, I want to uh, showcase another trailer for an upcoming game called Enchanted Portals. Now, for those of you that might not have seen, Enchanted Portals is getting a lot of flack uh, recently because they are more or less, uh, they're basically getting called out for being a Cuphead ripoff. Now, if you're not familiar with Cuphead, Cuphead is a, um, was a, uh, 1930s inspired uh shooter uh like side scrolling shooter inspired a lot by uh you know like uh, um Gala- not galaxian uh sorry uh R type or any of those other type of arcade style shooters and the whole gimmick behind it is the entire game was hand drawn and made to look like a 1930s cartoon and enchanted portals kind of more or less probably saw that and said hey let's uh that's a pretty good idea you got there why don't we uh why don't we go ahead and do that ourselves as well so here go ahead and take a look you can kind of already see some of the similarities with the art style and the animation uh i'm gonna go ahead and skip ahead a little bit um right here you can already see the similarities now for those of you that don't know uh, how Cuphead plays. This is exactly Cuphead. This is exactly Cuphead. Um, you know, the music is music is very big band style, much like how Cuphead is. Uh, the dashing mechanic from Cuphead is there. They're, you know, instead of finger guns going, they have wands that do the same thing. Uh, they have, you know, supers that you can see. It's basically a boss rush, much like Cuphead is. Um, this is a very loud, by the way. Wow, that is very loud in my ears, but I hope it isn't for you. Because I had to turn that down a lot. But you kind of get the idea. I don't really need to show all of it because it, you really can see the similarities almost immediately. Um, and in, what happened is uh, they were. this was their Kickstarter announcement trailer. Uh, I'm actually going to see if I can find the Kickstarter that... Uh, it might not even be there. Here's Facebook Enchanted Portals. Uh, let's see. Uh, they should have a Kickstarter. It just says a trailer for the Kickstarter campaign. So let's just go ahead and go to Kickstarter. So 
should have had this prepped up, but you know, sometimes you just don't get that stuff ready ahead of time. Uh, now we'll go ahead and search for enchanted. Oop. Portals. Uh, it doesn't look like doesn't look like the Kickstarter is up or it might have already been taken down. Um, yeah. So, it, okay, so it still is not out yet, um, and that's okay. Now, a lot of people are getting, uh, uh, have gotten upset at them for basically being a ripoff of Cuphead and have called them out on it. I haven't seen any responses by the company, um, but there have been articles written by other people, you know, showing similarities, comparisons to the games, and basically calling it a Chinese knockoff of Cuphead. Now, that's really... There's obviously a lot of effort put into that game. A Chinese ripoff has almost no effort put into it. You could see a Chinese bootleg, and you would immediately know it's a Chinese bootleg. That I would honestly say that almost looks like it's being done by the same studio, uh, more or less taking it into a different direction, like a sequel. Uh, but you know, obviously, the, it being a hand-drawn game, it's it, and I. It's it's obvious. It's obviously Cuphead inspired. It's obviously being done in that same similar style to kind of get that same audience. They're trying to get an audience that already likes that type of game. Uh, now, do I think the company is is you know doing the most egregious sin by wanting that? No, of course not. Um, they're really they're really trying to do their own thing with the game and. Uh, I, there could be some interesting aspects that we see from it. We haven't seen the entire game. Um, but you know, a lot because of the backlash of it, I don't know if this will end up being successful or not, which is really unfortunate because, you know, they're obviously trying to get funding to help put the game out and put it out as fast as they want. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see the end the game end. Uh, I think if the Kickstarter fails, we'll probably, they'll probably just try to do go a different route. And maybe see if they can get a studio to fund it instead of trying to fund it themselves. Um, but you, you never know. Um, I will be. In, I'm interested to see where this will go. Uh, we haven't seen any replies from the company yet, um, and I believe that tweet is not even that old. It's about a week old. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I hope. I hope the best. I really hope the best for them because I don't want this game to end just because of the stigma of it being a copycat or a ripoff. Um, because it doesn't deserve that. There's obviously a lot of effort being put into the game, and it deserves it deserves the attention uh, uh, of us. And it, you know, it should be called out for having uh, been inspired for that. And if the company themselves, they, if they don't admit that it was inspired by it, or you know, that's more or less what they're trying to go for, I think they might get a lot more neg negativity from it than they really should from it. But um, uh, you know, the fact that people are trying to call out, uh, the, um, animations and the, uh, a lot of the bosses are being the same boss from Cuphead. I think that's a little ridiculous. Uh, we're obviously going to see more of the game later and we can make our final judgment as we get closer to seeing more foot, you know, make our final judgment as we see more footage. Um, but speaking of copycats, Riot Games, you know, the is basically trying to become the next Blizzard. They're trying to be the next Blizzard copycat. They had their 10-year anniversary for League of Legends, and 
To celebrate that, they announced a bunch of new properties that they're coming out with. So one of the things that they announced was a mobile version of uh, their League of Legends, uh, almost uh, Team Fight Tactics. And Team Fight Tactics is a uh, kind of a card game esque uh, tactical game where you kind of you play you basically play a match a matching game with uh, so you know uh, league heroes that you buy and then when you match three they become a more powerful version of that particular champion and you kind of level that champion each you know your champions up put them out on the field so you can attack your opponent and go against their champions and eventually win uh, which is it's fun it's kind of a chill out game it takes a little too long uh for me uh each game takes about 20 to th- uh, uh yeah about 15 to 20 minutes uh so it goes a little bit too long for my particular uh choice uh, but it is cool it's nice to, it's a nice little chill out game and i kind of hope uh with the mobile version they'll speed up the game pace a little bit uh, because again i think it goes a little too slow for um for my choice or you know for my interests uh but i do enjoy it uh, i do think it's a fun way to play league but they also uh, announced a full console version of league of legends for the switch and i believe the ps4 or some other consoles um that they call league of legends wild rift um it's an entire console port of league of legends they said they've been trying to find a way to port it to the um, consoles and give it the same feel as the PC. Uh, and I think that's kind of silly. I think it's kind of a silly project that they spent time on because, uh, league can be played on toasters, uh, essentially. I mean, I, I, you can play league of legends on some of the worst hardware out there. Like I, I was able to play it on my nine year old laptop at, uh, it's semi decent specs. You know, you don't have to have max settings on the game in order to run it because, uh, again, it's, it's a pretty well optimized game. It can be played on almost any hardware out there right now at, at a fairly reasonable frame rate. Um, and, uh, so the fact that they're releasing a console version, uh, I, and be, again, the fact that it's going on the switch, uh, like almost kinds there kind of makes it seem like they're trying to make a, make it a mobile game, uh, which, uh, again, I can't imagine seeing people playing this in public because league league of legends matches go long enough as it is for about the, like I really, an average league match is around 30, 30 to 40 minutes sometimes. And that, I mean, imagine playing that on a console, like that's. Some people might get enjoyment out of that, sure. But for me, I mean, that's not like it's it's not even a game that really is well optimized for that type of platform. Um and again, they do have it coming to mobile phones as well. They're trying to make a mobile version of the game. Uh and I believe it's the same game Wild Rift. So, again, the transferring it to a mobile phone, you if you have a mobile phone, I guarantee you, you have a computer as well. Because again, most people have computers. They just, uh, but it, it, it might be an old one, but an old one will still be able to run League of Legends just fine. Um, but I, I guess, I guess I'm wrong. Uh, we are moving to an era of people having more tablets, 
and uh, mobile devices rather than desktops, laptops, that type of stuff. So maybe a console version is warranted and a mobile version for people to play on tablets. Uh, so I, I could be I could be entirely wrong, but uh, for me, I think I think it's kind of an unnecessary thing. But here's the thing: they made a card game as well. Uh, they made their own Hearthstone ripoff style card game. Um, that's a uh, called Runeterra. Uh, that basically you have champions, you summon your champions out using your mana and attack your opponents as such. It's a Hearthstone ripoff. We've seen a thousand of those. Um, there's about five different ones you can download on Steam right now, <laughs> uh, and they're they're just Hearthstone all over again. It's it's not really that fun. Uh, I'm not that big a fan of Hearthstone. It's not an it's not really the best card game to in, to me. Um, there's more interesting mechanics that you can get from other card games that you could play. Um, but that's not just the only ripoff we got. We also have a League of Legends first-person shooter, team-based shooter, a.k.a. Overwatch <laughs> with League of Legends that we're seeing as well. So they're really trying hard to take everything uh, that Blizzard has done and kind of do that as well. So we're really seeing a culmination of all of that stuff that Blizzard has done. Uh, because, again, League of Legends originally kind of started as a mod for Warcraft 3. Uh, from what, I, what I've heard through the grapevine, uh, you know, I've not, I didn't research if that was really true or not. But I do believe that uh, League of Legends was kind of based off of that ideology or, you know, uh, Starcraft, Warcraft 3 kind of uh, stuff. And... Uh, you know, you'd have, uh, you know, obviously the, a lot of their champions are based off some of the stuff that you find in Warcraft, uh, with uh, Garen being a uh, one of the Azeroth champion, uh, you know, being a um, being kind of a ripoff of one of the Azeroth uh, knights. I can't uh, remember his name. I think it's uh, uh, the guy who became the Lich King in World of Warcraft. I don't remember the names. I'm not very good with uh, Warcraft lore. Or even League of Legends lore, really. Uh, character names. Uh, but, <laughs> again, uh, they showcase some of the gameplay for their first-person shooter. It's it, it's it's Overwatch. It's just Overwatch. Um, they're really trying to steal Blizzard's audience. Because Blizzard has had some backlash come to them recently. Uh, with one of uh, Hong Kong's big game... You know, big players being banned and then blizzard kind of had to more or less backpedal because it, it it almost seemed like uh, blizzard was kind of supporting china and if you're not fully aware there is a big controversy with china trying to basically take hong kong and uh base put it as part of china again rather than letting hong kong be its own individual uh place and you know hong kong isn't really like they're really trying to fight back they don't they want to be their own individual place. They want their own freedom. Um, and China doesn't want to have any of that. They're trying to more or less uh, re-communize Hong Kong. So uh, um, because of that, uh, there's been a lot of protests. There's been a lot of um, culture around trying to you know, be against China. Um, but China is really big on blizzard's products uh you know with starcraft warcraft especially um and 
there's been a couple of things that have come out that I haven't been able to really verify if they're really true or not. Um, uh, but there's been some people saying that there's tweets of Blizzard uh, more or less supporting China, um, uh, staging walkouts by Blizzard employees. Um, there's been, uh, you know, obviously the ban from the player with Hong Kong and taking away his winnings, um, but then reinstating them later. There's been a lot of, uh, again, un. I haven't really been able to verify a lot of the stuff um, and it's kind of hard to uh, find what's real, what's fake, what is, uh, what's really true out there. Uh, so it's it's hard to really kind of find out what is really real or not. But a lot of people are going against Blizzard because of it and now they're saying, you know, kind of, we're done with Blizzard, and it's, it kind of was perfect timing for League of Legends to do their 10-year anniversary and announce all of these other Blizzard copycat games. So it seems like Riot is trying to you know, steal that audience away from Blizzard and say, hey, you, you like Blizzard stuff? Come on over. You know, you can, uh, we, we got what you want. <laughs> so, I, I, again, we'll see how a lot of this stuff turns out, but... Uh, you know, I, I if you want my personal opinion, I think I think Hong Kong should be allowed to be its own independent place. You know, it's kind of messed up what China is doing to them. Um, and for those of you that are, you know, before I get canceled by China, <laughs> uh, there's you really should look into it because some of the stuff that China has been doing is pretty messed up. So. Um, I, that's going to be it for now, uh, because if I say any more, I might actually be canceled by, uh, China. <laughs> so no, no, but you know, feel free to check out the show, uh, um, on any, you know, the, you have the video version right here. Feel free to subscribe for more, or, or you could check out the audio version later, or you can take it on the go with you. Uh, taking it on the go with you is obvious, probably going to be the easiest one for you to consume because you can just listen to it whenever you want. Uh, so feel free to check that out on iTunes or I guess Apple Podcasts, whatever, um, any of the other places that I throw it out there. Um, and, you know, you can, uh, uh, I guess if you really want to, you want to get some more interact. I really want to have some more interactivity with you guys. Um, so you feel free to join the Discord. You can talk with me one-on-one or, all right, oh, sorry about that, uh, one-on-one or you can check out any of the other stuff later. Um, but that's going to be it for now. Uh, again, like, comment, subscribe, all that other YouTube stuff that I already mentioned. And uh, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. See ya.